Welcome to the Farmer's Voice. I'm Alan Watts with Kentucky Farm Bureau. On today's program, we visit with Daniel Hayden from Davis County about his farming operation and something special that he does on his farm. Well, we're actually growing between two counties, Davis and Ohio County. Um, our farm was started back in 1983, so it's relatively young. Um, I'm the second generation. My dad started it with tobacco and cattle. Uh, in 97... We got the opportunity with Purdue moving into our area to build chicken houses, some broiler houses, which are meat chickens. And we built four chicken houses, uh, which widely diversified our operation and allowed us the ability to stop raising tobacco. Um, after that... I ended up going to college, to Murray State University, graduated from there, came back, and started running our family farm. Um, once I came back, we built four more chicken houses. Uh, we still have our commercial cow-calf operation. We're at about 170 mama cows, and we background all of our own calves, and we also sell freezer beef and retail beef now. You see, your dad. You said your dad started the farm originally. Tell us what. How, how did he get into the farming operation? Um, he started his his first business. He ever started was um, a um, electrical contracting business, Hayden Electric, which is still in business today. He started it about forty five years ago. Uh, that in doing that and building that business that allowed him the financial freedom to afford to buy his first farm. And in doing so, he then spent any hours he was off of the electrical company. And, of course, business owners aren't really ever off the clock. But when he could squeeze it in, he started cleaning up that farm, and that's when he established a cattle herd and started raising tobacco as well. And that's kind of how he got into farming. He grew up on a farm as well, but since left to do his own ventures, and farming's in his blood, and that's why he went back to it. Tell me a little bit about the scope of your operation. So when I came back from college to run the farm itself, to manage it, um, we, like I mentioned, we have built four new chicken houses. In addition to the four chicken houses we had, we also leased four chicken houses. We raise 1.6 million chickens a year, just Hayden Farms, between the 12 houses. Um, and they're meat chickens, they're broilers, so we keep them for 46 days and then ship them off for processing. And then our cattle operation, we're about 175 head um, commercial cow-calf operation. We do have purebred, all of our breeding stock, as in our bulls, um, are all purebred. We have purebred cattle mixed in there because we've maintained some of our genetics over the years, and um, that's kind of the scope of what our whole operation is strictly livestock we do a lot of hay but it's mainly for our own consumption tell me a little bit you guys have something unique there for and really to put a spotlight and a showcase on agriculture tell me a little bit about what you guys have done where people can really see what happens in agriculture these days so yes when uh, we started our new chicken houses we got our first flock of 2018 in july of that year uh we got the opportunity well, of course the opportunity actually arose in 2017 by ways of my wife coming up with the genius idea of being able to showcase how chickens are actually raised. 
because I've done social media work for quite a few years on trying to share the story on how the chicken you enjoy gets to the supermarket that you buy it at. And through ag development and a lot of other partnerships through farm credit, corn growers, soybean, and um, Purdue themselves, we were able to build a viewing room onto one of our chicken houses. And in conjunction with that viewing room, we have an education center that we can host groups, and we bring groups in to show them, look directly into the houses, but be but also being biosecure, as in having a physical wall in between our visitors and our chickens. So we're not risking the health of the chickens, but they can see firsthand how chickens are actually raised. Um, in a this is a normal farm. Uh, besides the glass wall, you get to look through. There's nothing special about this farm, and uh, we've had. 28 different countries and 10 states in there since 2018. Tell me about your involvement in uh, Davis County and in the area of the state of Kentucky and in agriculture or in, in just in general involvement in committees and organizations and so forth. I'm vice chair of our Davis County's um, Farm Bureau's Young, Young Farmers Program. I'm also on the State Board of Agriculture. I was appointed by Commissioner Ryan Quarles. Um, I serve on the Kentucky Poultry Federation. I'm on the executive committee for Kentucky Cattlemen's Association, have been for years. Um, and I've done several leadership events for National Cattlemen's Association out of Denver and a few other organizations, and I've done speaking events. But I just go to where I think that I can help. I don't try I don't try to volunteer for every committee. I don't try to volunteer for every organization because there are people that are more passionate about those organizations than I am and could contribute more. But I'm willing when someone asks me, you know, I'm there, I'm gonna be there, I'm gonna represent myself, my family and my farm and my community the best that I can no matter where I go. So that's uh I don't usually balk at when people ask for me to volunteer some time, but there are so many hours in the day as well. What are some of the biggest struggles you see in agriculture out there? The biggest struggles I see, and, I, and I've personally gone through this very recently. Um, my wife and I, just a few months ago, actually purchased the whole farming operation from my mom and dad. The biggest hurdle I think that we need to figure out how to jump over as an ag industry as a whole is the estate planning, the future of farming operations. It's because essentially it's a very sore subject. Uh, people don't want to talk about it. And in doing so, they sweep it under the rug and lo and behold, something might happen to the actual owners of the farm, to the mom or dad or even the grandparents that still own it, and there's no organizational plan um, in order to pass it to the next generation. Either it gets split up between heirs and maybe one out of four kids happen to be interested in the farm and it gets split up, well, then that's a whole can of worms that you just opened up on how to, who gets to make the decisions, who gets to keep track of the bills? Who gets to keep track of the money flow coming in and out? And um, I don't think, excuse me, it's, I don't think it's 
talked about enough by any means. Uh, it was a. This is not things that I graduated with an ag business degree, and that helped me out tremendously to understand the flow of business. Um, but there's a lot of things that I learned just the hard way. Um, granted, I had some great mentors that I seeked out myself um, to ask business business advice to because farming's a business. I mean, it's a you're an entrepreneur. You own your own business, and it doesn't go by the rules of of corporate America that you work for the man. No, you are the man, um, and you have to figure out how to keep this. It is there's so many work moving parts to a farm between open markets and marketing your products and making sure that you have enough cash flow in order to cover your inputs so that you do have a positive margin at the end of the year so maybe you can go on a vacation once every three years. Um, not only that, but be able to pay for your mortgage and everything else in between. What about you, obviously, enjoy what you do. What about what are some of the things, why do you enjoy agriculture and farming? What do you like about it? It's romanticized a lot, but there's no other way to describe it. You know, I get to wake up every single day to see the sun come up. I get to work in the field. I get to work with this land that God blessed me and gave me the responsibility to manage. And I hope that I'm doing a good job in his eyes. Uh, I try every year to improve everything that I do, as in taking care of the land. And I get the opportunity to do things that 98% of America do not get to do. I get to provide a safe, wholesome, healthy protein to families all across the country and across the world so that they don't have to worry about where their next meal comes from. Granted, it's not very lucrative um our margins are very small we buy most of our inputs at retail price but sell all of our outputs at wholesale prices and that's kind of hard to help cash flow but um i couldn't put it any any better way of if you've ever watched yellowstone um the grandson he asked the granddad he said if ranching's so hard, why do you do it? And and for me, I couldn't put it any better way. He said because it's a hell of a life, and that's all all agriculture to me. It is uh, it is difficult, it is stressful, but the rewards are immeasurable for me, and that's why I, that's that's what gets me out of bed every day. Our guest today on the Farmer's Voice, Daniel Hayden from Davis County. I'm Alan Watts for Kentucky Farm Bureau.